Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Rose Shearer here, and welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me here today. How are you all doing? Because I got to say, there's so much going on right now that it's really tough to find your footing. But one of the things I've really found uh, this past week in my own growth, and that's really all this is about, is always our own growth, is I'm trying very hard to be less uh, judgmental and opinionated. I was raised with it. I have a judgmental family. Um, uh, very sarcastic you know that that was something I had to learn very early to uh, get past was my sarcasm so luckily a boyfriend years ago when I was you know in my late 20s early 30s just didn't put up with it and got me out of the habit of it but it's it's what I heard in my home from my mom all the time and in all of our dealings with my dad's death and such I'm with my sister a lot more than I've been in a long time and she just admits right up you know no I'm absolutely judgmental and I'm good with it and I'm thinking I probably would have been fine with that comment six months ago, but I'm sort of not now. And it, when something isn't sitting right for you, it's not about the other person, okay? I might use specific people and, you know, how they're close in my life and why these things um, affect us because they're who we've spent the most time with in our life, especially in our formidable years when we're younger, is more to just say, why am I reacting that way to what I'm hearing? And part of that is because I'm on my own journey. Now, I lost a 30-year friendship this week, and it, was, it wasn't devastating because I knew that with the polarization of the media, uh, that, that the media is causing between people, that there, with COVID, there was going to be eventually something to say. Now, I always use the term, I'm an anti-masker, and I think I need to stop using that term because people that don't think for themselves take it way to the extreme and do not do any research to understand where I stand on that. I wear a mask when I have to. I wear a mask when it when it will assist someone feeling safer around me. In other words, if I know that I have to be with someone uh, and I can't avoid it and that person is scared, I will wear the mask out of respect for them, not because I feel I need it. I'm a healthy person, um, but for them. So I think a lot of us are taking this too far to the extreme. And what happened was she hadn't spoke to me in a couple of weeks. She questioned me going to a rally. I'll just tell you the story, exactly how it led up to this. So you can understand the moving parts. And my part where I played it, my, the, the part that the role that I played in it, good or bad, uh, or right or wrong, you know, however you want to judge me on that, that's fine. I went to a rally. I'm a big picture person. I don't usually get too caught up. In fact, I find it very frustrating when people get caught up in small details and soapboxes, mainly because I was raised, again, back to my religious background. I saw that so often. Scriptures taken out of context, people um, uh, creating entire belief structures over one scripture. And that is not the intent of the Bible. The, the Bible is God's plan for salvation, is not a history book. And 
Even the Bible warns about taking things out of context. Yet we, as humans, we do it over and over and over again. It's human nature. It's no different than what media is doing now. They're, they take a single piece of information and without the relative surrounding information, deliver that to you to scare you. And then we have fear. And that's how they're controlling the masses right now. That is how our freedoms are being taken away from us. So my, my stand is more I'm about freedom of speech and non-censorship. I mean, democracy is pretty much dead in my mind because we're voting for the lesser of two evils. When was the last time you truly voted for something you believed in? I know there's some of you out there that do um, or still are, but that's not what I hear regularly. And that's a problem. When we're voting the lesser of two evils, democracy is, is done. Yeah, very, very harsh. So she, I went to this rally and she had questioned it. And I sent her a private message on Marco Polo and said, hey, girl, Yes, my Facebook page was not hacked. You know, I was very up, up light about it and, and, and upbeat about it. I uh, know this might come as a bit of a surprise to you, but I'm seeing our liberties being taken away and I'm seeing the wrong information disseminated. I'm seeing what I believe is a disproportionate response to this virus. And who knows? I do not know whether it was man-made or, or released on purpose. Or I don't know those facts. I can draw conclusions over some of the things I'm studying and putting pieces together. A little bit like a puzzle. Like, I love movies like that. They've always fascinated me. I love National Treasure. Uh, things like, that, that put clues together. I, I just find it fascinating. Or, or uh, The Da Vinci Code, the things like that. Oh, just love them. Anyway, certainly not bright enough myself to come up with all that historical information, but I love movies that... Someone did do the research and tie it all together. I think it's fun and comes to some conclusion. Whether you agree with it or not, it's just the journey for me is fun. So I let her know that, you know what, I needed her to understand that this is how I felt and that I was going to attend. And just like, and this because we have a very uh, big issue in our friendship right from the beginning in the fact that I am not pro-abortion. I am not against pro-choice. Uh, I believe it's necessary, you know, I believe you have the right to choose and in extreme circumstances that option should be there. I'm not never going to take that away from someone. It's not my body. It's not my choice. But I don't believe in abortion as, as a rule. And I certainly don't believe just like I'm going to talk about a little bit later with this mass thing um, that Eric Meadies talked about is the excuse that people use it for birth control. So murdering children because you weren't careful or waiting until you're so far along, you're really killing a child, not a, a little teeny cellular fetus. You betcha I have issues with that. And she does not. She has worked in a, in a Planned Parenthood, volunteered for years. She has become 100% pro-choice. Uh, and our friendship has survived beyond, despite that disagreement. Okay. So to me, this was no different. This is how I feel. And, uh, and I just need you to know that you don't need to support me, but I just need you to know that this is how I feel about it. And as a friend, I just need you to maybe support me as your friend, not my point of view. Does that make any sense? So anyways, um, never heard from her, never heard from her. And I realized, and then she removed herself from my girlfriends. I have this, what we call my crew. There's seven of us, the closest friends in my life that are on Marco Polo. And when I have, you know, family information or personal stuff that I would tell all my girlfriends, I will just do it there instead of sending seven messages. She removed herself from it. So I knew something was wrong. Well, after my dad passed away, uh, her and her husband sent me a condolence card, which was just so very thoughtful. 
and I appreciated that very much. And so I reached out to say thank you and to say, hey, hun, I really am sad about what's going on in our friendship and I'm pretty sure I've done something, but I don't know what it is. Now, the funny thing was in this story that I'm going to tell you is, which I posted on Facebook, was the other side of it, the other polarity of this. And that's why I'm starting to realize polarities are not a good thing. Information is a good thing. And Eric Medes talks about this. If you want to see that, I have posted his link. Um, I don't think I shared it on the Instagram page yet, uh, but it is on my personal Facebook page. And I might share it on the Living Well with Shell because he talks about cleanliness and, and health. And I, that's really important to me. Um, okay. So back to, back to my story. So I was very fortunate in the fact that she, she had the respect for me to respond and to let me know what I had done. So when I say I wasn't sure, I had mentioned her husband in a podcast months ago. Um, and this, and I'll I'll tell you how that works out in this story. And I thought maybe they'd heard it and been offended, (laughs) but that wasn't the case. She literally called me in black and white, a killer that I am committing crimes against humanity because I am an anti-masker. She never asked me if I ever wear a mask. Of course I wear a mask. It's mandatory in some places out there. Will I choose to shop in a store that allows me to not wear a mask versus wear a mask? Yes. I have, yes, I have some strong views on it. Uh, Some are personal, more about it, more, more of it is about the bigger picture again, about our civil liberties and anything mandatory. I believe choice needs to be first. And also I have concerns about the people that are wearing masks and their false sense of security and the fact that they're not wearing them properly and they're dirty and they're passing on germs and they're touching their face and they're putting children in them. All of these things I have an issue with, yes, but that doesn't make me a killer in my mind. Okay. She accused me of being a killer. So that was pretty harsh. And she ended our friendship. She said, I absolutely am not, cannot in good conscience ever be friends with someone like you. I'm sorry. It took 30 years for you to remove your mask. It was harsh. It was, and something I so least respected uh, or expected from this particular friend. Now, what I did respect was that she had a stance and was willing to lose the friendship over it. I can actually respect that, that she felt so strongly about something, even if I thought it was so, you know, out there on the wings. I don't know which is left and right, so I'm just going to, so right wing, left wing can be something else. I don't follow any of that. I'm sure they mean something in the political realm, but they don't for me. Uh, That that she, and considering we've also had this disagreement about abortion, that we would just find a mutual respect for each other, but that wasn't the case. That broke my heart. And here's why. The podcast that I was afraid she had, her husband had heard and that it was that what had offended her was because back in April, I did post pro-mask. There was this cute little video by this little girl from the Czech Republic that masks for all, I think, was the campaign. And their attitude was, I'll protect you and you protect me. How about we all just wear our masks for a couple of weeks or a month? I think Czech shut down completely for a month at the beginning and masks were 100% mandatory right out of the gate. Whereas here in North America, we were told not to wear masks for two months. Then we were told to wear them uh, for ourselves protection. And then we were told to wear them for other people. So the narrative just kept changing. You see, And so I have a problem with that narrative changing because there really wasn't a lot of science to back up the change of the narrative. So the fact, when I posted that mask, uh, pro mask video, her husband was the first to attack me. 
he told me that just because some check, cute Czech girl uh, said it uh, made this video didn't make it real. And I was like, wow. So I deleted the comment because he is the first to do one of his Snopes, you know, fact check nonsense. And he really annoys my husband and I. And over the years, it's probably the hardest thing we have to deal with him. And in fact, I had to take him aside once years ago and say, you must stop uh, commenting on things on my husband's Facebook page or one, he will unfriend you on Facebook and he's going to unfriend you from our lives. Private message and say, hey, you know, I'm not sure that fact is straight, but to just blatantly throw it out there on someone's wall for everyone to see, and it's every time, uh, it was causing strain in our friendship. So here I am dealing with friends that six months ago attacked me because of what I posted up for pro masks. And here's my thought process on that when I watched that mask thing. Was simply like I am with anything, what if? What if? If it's aerosol or it's in the droplets and that helps stop spread them from not healthy people. That's where I struggle right now, guys, is the narrative is they are locking down and masking healthy people. It's the sick and the compromise we need to worry about, but no focus is being placed on that. So I know from a fact from my 28 years in, in finance that billions of dollars are lost every year because sick people go to work and we do silly things. Like for instance, right now the big thing is, you know, a couple months back was no hugging, uh, uh, bump elbows. The same elbow that you're being taught to sneeze into with all your germs all over it that you're now gonna touch someone else with. That The common sense is just so gone. This is why I want you to think about every action. Do not take on some belief or some action based on what a corrupt government and a corrupt media. Mandatory anything is communism, Hitler, Germany. You, you've got to accept in yourself and in other people different points of view if you want to keep freedoms. Because I can tell you, you may be good with this narrative right now because it's serving you but what happens when all of a sudden it's not serving you? Then are you going to scream loudly that, hey, this isn't fair? No, you have to scream loudly five steps back when someone is saying something you don't agree with and still fight for their right for freedom of speech and choice. Okay? That's what freedom and democracy truly are about. And it's funny how few people look at it that way. It was definitely heartbreaking to be called a killer, but it was also heartbreaking to realize that these guys were just so hypocritical. Six months ago, I was an idiot for saying, hey, maybe if you're sick, wear a mask if you have to go out. Or at least people get you in your heads that it's not okay to go to work sick. That's one of the things I love about the working at home um, mandate right now. It doesn't work for everyone and everything, and I don't like the mandatory part of it, but it's waking us up to the fact that we have let corporations tell us what to do and how to do it for far too long. And, you know, we haven't changed our business model in decades and decades and decades. And it's time to really look at, is it really necessary to have buildings full of people? Some things, yes. Now, I've worked from home for years, right? You know, I've been in business for 28 years. And it wasn't until I worked for Bell Canada on contract that I had to go into an office all the time. I was, I went to the rally because I am, I'm not buying into the narrative. I wanted to hear another side. I find it interesting that all the doctors saying one thing that one group doesn't like are all quacks and all the doctors on the other side, um, from the other side, they're all quacks. It's like, are all corrupt. It's like, no, 
you need to do research and find out what works for you. And that's why I highly recommend watching that video from Eric Medes. Uh, he is the, actually, you can just go find him. Just Google wild fit. You will find him on Facebook. You will find him on Instagram, wild fit. Um, actually, I'm saying his last name wrong. Please Google wild fit. And he did this video on the fact that, you know, we are not using masks correctly. Um, You've, he wants you to understand that it's about freedom. He took his child out of school because the one school said the children, his four-year-old daughter had to wear a mask all day. He says, I'm not comfortable with that. So he went to another school where they only have to wear masks as for three minutes as they drop off and pick up their children. And once the children go into their own environment, the masks come off. So they're not being raised and have some subconscious psychological belief that they're dirty and germs are bad and bacteria is all bad. He didn't want that preconceived subconscious message being um, driven home in his child's subconscious. What's important in this situation is that he wants you to know that as a parent, you have choice and that you have the right to the choice to choose masking at school or not masking at school, shopping somewhere with a mask or not shopping somewhere with a mask, wearing it when you have to. Yes, the the little micron of the germ may be microscopic, but it's inside of a larger gob globule. So the people that are not careful, their mask will absorb that stuff. But you must never touch the mask, he was saying, because now the bacteria is on your hands and you're transmitting it on everything you touch. So this is where the logic of the mask is lost because so few people are wearing it like a doctor would wear it. One of the uh, things he said, he's got to remember when a doctor put his mask on, he doesn't do it himself. Because they know that that has to be a sterile environment. If the mask is going to absorb your breath and bacteria, you must never wear it without washing it again. You must never just leave it hanging out in your purse or your car seat or on your dash. Clean every time. And you mustn't touch it or fiddle with it. Because the second you've worn your mask for a little bit and then touch it, adjust it on your nose. That's what I watch people all the time. They're always touch. I do. Guys, I do this. Those germs are now on your hand. You can't see them, but they are there. No piece of cotton is stopping that moisture from coming through to the other side or the germs. And now you are spreading whatever that mask caught on everything around you. So that is why people like us, myself, are anti-maskers. Okay? That doesn't mean I'm right. It's just that is where I stand on it because I see it worn so incorrectly below the nose, touching, dirty mask. It's just, to me, it's a cesspool of bacteria. When I went out in the malls last Sunday, I talked about this. Let me tell you, that was not a pleasant experience. One, I could, couldn't breathe properly. I have asthma, so the masks are really tough on me because it inhibits my breathing. Uh, and two, yes, after about an hour, my mask smells gross. Uh, and three, all these people I see doing all these dirty things don't make me feel safe. In fact, to me, it's like concentrating the bacteria on your face. And then, like I say, they're touching everything and they get, and they don't do social distancing. They come right up to people because they're, they're feeling invincible. It's like, yeah, no, not really. So hopefully that kind of explains where I, you know, why I call myself an anti-masker, but I'm going to stop using that term because it's giving people the wrong idea. They think I'm out there all the time in public, not wearing a mask. Guys, I didn't leave my home for five months, really. I, I, um, I didn't, actually. For, for two and a half months, I didn't leave my home. And then I had to do something with my car, and I had to wear a mask. My husband dropped me off, picked me up, made me wear the mask inside, because it was very fresh, and we just didn't know. 
and we went into a grocery store and then I didn't go into for another two months. Then things loosened up and summer came and I went on family vacation. But I'm in my own home, my own family's own home and I'm on the beach and I'm outdoor in nature. Um, and I started getting very opinionated about the mask. I, I wasn't the first to admit that I was wrong, okay? I was very opinionated and got very militant about it uh, because I just saw so much craziness. But that doesn't mean I was out there killing people. One, I'd have to be sick. Two, I'd have to be out there all the time, and I'm not. And three, it would mean I'm never wearing a mask, and that's not true either. I wear it where I have to. And the rest of the time, I simply don't. I am also a huge advocate of preventative medicine and safety and health. I am not um, vitamin deficient. I have an ionic foot bath that I use three times a week. I have an infrared sauna that I use once a week. I take my 5,000 units of vitamin D and vitamin A and vitamin C. I, I look after my health, even though I have an autoimmune disorder, which there's a part of me that thinks I have it because there's lessons for me to learn in this life. Uh, and it has changed my life. Not all for the bad anymore. I get to do this. I get to help other people. And what I would never have got to this point if, I hadn't gotten sick. So who knows why some things happen. But I've always been a huge advocate of health, strong immune systems, um, because you're always going to have a better chance of fighting anything if you look after your health, believe you're healthy. I do believe there's a lot of stuff that's psychosomatic that's in the mind. You, you are a person whose cells and DNA listen to you. So if you are 100 pounds overweight, asthmatic, a diabetic, and anything else, and you are exposed to someone who's got uh, the SARS-2 virus in them, yes, your chances of developing COVID-19 are way higher than mine. Plus, you have to have viral load. There's got to be multiple exposures and strong enough exposures. So these are all things I want you to think about. Um, and it's not just, and I, I've tried not to talk about some of this stuff so much, but we need to be informed. My government in Canada paid our, it was, I watched the press conference, admitted to they pay our media $600 million a year to say what they want them to say. Well, of course. So why would you listen to that? Why would I, sorry, let me, judgment again. Why would I listen to the mainstream media when I know that it's been bought off? It just, that doesn't make any sense to me. There's voting fraud going on in, in our countries, in US and Canada right now. Use from a company that's Canadian, a company that we used in our last election, and we wondered how they got in because when we saw the stats, we're like, that, that's not right. The colors don't match, our reds and our blues, but they got in again. And same thing down there. I'm not saying I'm pro or against either one of your candidates down in the States. The issue at hand is, do you feel it was okay that there was voter fraud? And I'm speaking especially to the people who are happy that Biden won. Are you okay with the fraud just because you got your own way? See, that's where defending of civil liberties and rights and freedoms really the rubber hits the road. Are you okay watching corruption as long as it gets you what you want? Sorry if that hurts a little, makes you a little uncomfortable, but that's my job. It should just sort of shed some light on that kind of stuff. Now, this podcast is not going to turn into political. I want to get my guests back on. I've got some really neat people lined up. And now that 
I'm just about finished dealing with my dad's estate and we've kind of got my mom into a rhythm. Um, it has been a rough couple of weeks. Uh, it has been a rough few months. It has been a rough year for most people. But please know you are not alone. And if you are a sleeping lion or you are someone that is just simply questioning, please keep questioning. It will be the only thing that will lead us through these dark times. And dark times are coming. This is not over. This is not over by a long shot. Um, the world is going to change, whether it's for the better or the worse. I'm going to sit back and observe history, but I'm going to continue to stand for what I believe in and stand in the light. It's pretty easy if you just out loud ask your higher self, does this make sense? Now, two posts that I posted on Instagram that will be coming up this week that I'm going to close with. I was watching Da Vinci's Demons on Netflix. There's a lot of violence in that show. I don't know if I could uh, have watched it in a different frame of mind, but right now I'm in a, in a very observant frame of mind. So it is interesting just watching it as the players play out and I can see history now being played out in the show. Fascinating to me. And one of the mages made this comment. Hell happens when the evil of this world exceeds our belief that we can conquer it. I'm going to repeat that. Hell happens when the evil of this world exceeds our belief that we can conquer it. So you see, it really does come down to belief. Belief. And then this came up when I was uh, in my uh, Waking Up in 5D book. Any teacher who teaches you to follow them and then expects you to only follow is still in ego and not trustworthy. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that in just a second because when you ask your higher self, is this true for me? Is this speaking to me? And you're not standing and you've really got to be aware of this in your own personality, guys, whatever that might be for you. For me, it's my judgment and I get a little militant and I like having an opinion. <clears throat> and it's a habit that I am breaking. Okay, it's a habit I am breaking. And this really speaks to that in the fact that we get self-righteous. It's a human nature thing. We get self-righteous going, well, those people are just all stupid and asleep. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that line of thinking can lead us down a dark path. Any teacher who teaches you to follow them and then expects you to only follow is still an ego and is not trustworthy. Even as a person that has followings on this podcast and on my social media, my job is to simply get you to think for yourself, to be good to yourself, to understand that you, to accept and understand that you are enough that you are here for a purpose and that we are all part of a collective consciousness. There is no us and them. When you continue to live in the us and them mentality, whether it be race or religion or sex or um, opinions or judgment, that will always divide us as, hu as humans and we will not grow and, and become more aware because they're just, they're, they, both those things can't exist in the same space is all. All right. I hope I gave you something to think about today. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.livingwellwithshell.com. 
instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.